0: man, it's finally here, Friday the 16th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined of course by Shane Lee, who is now apparently not hungover and uh, can come and be on the show. Leaving me high and dry yesterday, <laughs> didn't you mate?
1: I was a bit crook yesterday, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not crook today. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to tonight, mate. The Ashes starts 8pm tonight. I've already got my, uh, my dinner ready. I'm going to do a, um, a Beef Wellington. Mm. I'm going to start with a Pimps and Lemonade, very English. Right. Um, and I'm going to settle in to watch the cricket. It won't get any better than this, uh, this Ashes series I reckon. It's going to be a cracker.
0: Now, what do you do while the cricket's playing? Because no one ever just watches cricket. You drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, we are going to talk about the cricket up next. A uh, little bit of an insight into what is going to be happening for the Ashes. Go talk some of the world game as well. Could be looking at a bit of a holiday, ladies and gents. Rugby league and AFL as per usual. So let's get into it.
1: Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest. At any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute and sadly in Australia around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell Aid. it's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io.
0: All right, let's kick it off with cricket. We were just talking about it moments ago, Shano. Now, look, Steve Smith, I think our ashes really does depend on how well he plays uh, in this series. But, uh, look, it looks like he's got a little bit of an injury to the finger. He's been out there enjoying some of the local lasses too much in uh, the UK, apparently. <laughs> oh, geez, geez.
1: I, don't, I don't think so, but it's quite funny. No, he made his um, he copped a knock in the net on the finger, but he's okay. He's been cleared to play. Um, but you're dead right, mate. The team will um, uh, sort of revolve around his performance. If you look back to 2019 Asher series, um, he averaged over 100. He got 774 runs at 110. That's the best since Don Bradman in 1930. Wow. Um, and, the, and then if you look at 2017-18 at home, where we won 4-0, he averaged 137. So um, he's got a very, very good record against the POMs, so may that continue for this series.
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's look at the opposing side as well mm. briefly. Um, some question marks about Stokes and whether yeah. he's even up for the task uh, for the POMs.
1: Well, he's definitely underdone. Um, so he's got this unusual record now. He's the only English captain ever to win a test match without batting, bowling, or keeping. <laughs> and that was a game against Ireland um, only last week, so he did nothing. Um, but he has not done any bowling at all, so he's very, very underdone in that regard. Look, he's still a very destructive batsman, but once again, mate, it's hard to come out and play this aggressive um, style of cricket like they like they want to do under basball, Yeah. Ball um, without having spent much time at the crease so yeah but look he, he's, he's, a, he's a fighter he's a world class player so it can be very very destructive so don't write him off
0: Can you explain to me and anyone who's listening mm-hmm. that hears the term Baz Ball and is like what what does that mean?
1: Well Baz Ball was named after the, the coach Brendan McCullum uh, whose nickname is Baz and his style of batting when he played test cricket was very aggressive and when he came into the English um, setup as coach only two years ago, when they were really struggling, they were probably ranked seventh in the world in Test cricket. They're now, you know, probably three. Um, he just said to the players, I want you to play with freedom, go out there and, and don't be sort of um, hampered by um, selectors and, and performance. Just go out there and play your natural game and, and, and basically be aggressive. And that's what they've done and have had success since.
0: When you say aggressive, though, is that just like, mm. so they're, they're like, rather than playing that defensive style of Test cricket where it's like, all right. I'm going to wait until it's essentially the perfect ball for me to kind of attack it. So, is that just like a natural progression of batting in the modern world of cricket because of the 2020 impact? Correct.
1: Yep, that, that's exactly right, mate. If you look at, um, they've got an opening batsman ducket. Right. Um, some sort of stat I read overnight that in Test cricket, um, recently he's faced 664 deliveries. In Test cricket, he's let eight go. That's wow. it. Wow. Eight out of six hundred and sixty-four. So they're like, just having wow. a crack
0: at everything, which yeah. can I feel like that could also backfire. a oh, big because... time. It could
1: backfire, you know? and like you got good bowlers like Cummins and and um, you know Boland, who I think will play this first test. Even Green, if they bowl slightly wide off stump with three or four slips in, and he's going to keep swinging at it, he's going to nick one of them. Yeah. So um, it, it could play into our hands big time.
0: Does that mean you kind of, if you're playing this type of cricket, you really want some? You know, guys down the lower order that can actually yeah have a decent knock. Yeah,
1: you need you need you need balance because if you lose two or three early ones, you're in real real big trouble. And and that's a problem with the English side; they don't bat really deep. Right. Um, they've brought Mo and Ali back in as a sort of half off spinner. Um, he retired from Test cricket a year ago, and they brought him back. He can bat a bit, so he'll bat at seven, give him a bit of depth. But yeah, I think they're very very fragile if they lose some early ones.
0: So, who do you think, out of your time playing cricket back in your mm-hmm. era, was the best? let's say, I'll say the best bowler, like the best batting bowler?
1: Oh, gee whiz, that's a really good question. Because like um, me as a
0: kid, the thing I remember the most is that Night Watchman run of uh, 200. Jason no, Gillespie. Gillespie, but like, <laughs> but like that was a huge surprise to everyone that that even happened. But like it was J- there someone there, like that was a bowler that you're like, actually he he's really handy uh, with the bat, but isn't considered an all-rounder? Well, yeah, um, it was pretty good. Look, a
1: lot of our batsmen during the 90s sort of chipped in with 70s. I think Brett got a 70, uh, Merv Hughes got a 70, Warnie got a 99, uh, Paul Rifle got a 70, um, Damien Fleming got a 70. So we're all handy down down the order, uh, but no one really stood out. But that funny one about Jason Gillespie, when he got 200, um, apparently when he sat in the change room afterwards and Mark Waugh's high score was only 144 or something.
0: He said, mate, I've got 60 more than you, mate. You supposed must be a batsman. It was brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, look, that's 8 o'clock tonight. Kicks off uh, yes. for the Ashes, for those that are going to catch it. Let's look at the world game now. And, I mean, this would... This would probably put a smile in every Australian's face at the moment. Uh, our Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has hinted that look, we could be getting an extra public holiday in the next couple of months with the uh, Women's World Cup, FIFA Women's World Cup coming to Australia. Look, our side's looking all right. We're a top ten team. We're in form at the moment. We've got Sam mm. Kerr, who's arguably the greatest uh, female soccer player in the world. She's the greatest Australian yep. soccer player of all time, regardless of mm-hmm. gender. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're looking the goods here and Albo's saying maybe we'll get a day off to enjoy a bit of this uh, World Cup antics that are going to be happening around the country.
1: Brilliant, isn't it? Whatever you think about Anthony Albanese and his, and his policies, po- um, he's a politician. <laughs> he, gets, he, gets, he knows what to say. And look, he's calling on the old playbook of Bob Hawke here after yeah. America's Cup, and he said, if anyone uh, sacks their um, their employee <laughs> for not coming to work today, they're a bum. Um, so I think he's using that playbook, and it's really, really smart. And I think it's smart for a number of reasons. smart to get people engaged. It's smart to know that he's supporting... Women's sport, which he is, um, and it's smart to say let's get behind the girls, and uh, we're a chance of actually winning on the world stage and probably the biggest sport in the world.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it's tipped the scale yet, or maybe it just did. That they they reckon this FIFA Women's World Cup will be the highest uh, selling women's sporting event in history.
1: Yeah, awesome, and and the girls deserve it. They, they've played really well. Um, it just it just be to see. Um, the nerve of some of the players. Look, Sam Kerr's got nerves of steel because she scores in the biggest matches and the AFA Cup finals, etc., all the time. Um, so she'll be fine. But just to see some of our defenders, how they go um, when they're playing with big crowds and big expectations, it's a very, very different vibe.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's uh, it's going to yep. be exciting, though, having a, a mm. World Cup here. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's a dress rehearsal, obviously, for the men's as well. It's what a lot of people are referring to it as. But this yep. is also the far like one of the fastest growing world tournaments out there. So it's yeah. like this yep. is a big world tournament in Australia. Uh, and you know, we're gonna have an Olympics in less than a decade as well. Like we are real and we're probably gonna have the rugby league world cup as well since yeah. it's not in France. That's probably gonna awesome. come back. So well, we are, love our sport. Nate we love it. And uh look one of the hurdles for our Aussie side in the World Cup, Spain. Uh, Will mm. be set to miss a few of their side as well for the Women's World Cup, which only bodes well for the other competitors in the tournament.
1: Yeah, well, two of the, uh, fifteen of the um, Spanish uh, female uh, players um, wrote a letter back in September two thousand twenty two to the uh, Royal Spanish Football Federation, saying that the conditions they were under under the national team were affecting their health and mental um, and mental um, health as well. Um, so about three or four of those girls have now been dropped wow, um, for coming out and speaking out um, against the, the federation itself. So, um, Spain will be without a few of their key players. Mappy Leon, um, Patrick Guiaro, uh, two, two key players they'll be missing, uh, which is really good for our girls because uh, they won't be at full strength.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it works well for us. It's a bit unfortunate yeah. for the uh, Spanish football system. Yeah, there poor girls missing happening.
1: out on, as you said. Yeah, missing out on the biggest tournament ever. So, um yeah, maybe it's best to keep your mouth shut sometimes.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a bit rough. It's like you gotta be. It's like I don't know what they're know. doing in the Spanish football there. But um, looking <laughs> at uh, let's oh hey, let's have a look at this though because the fight's on 18th of June. Yeah. It's going to be Tim Zhu. He's going to be fighting up against Champa. But the uh, the press conference finally, what I've been itching for for quite some time is some fire in a Tim yeah. Zhu presser, and we've yeah. gotten it. Uh, Albeit was instigated by his opponent, sure. But Akempo has taken a swipe at Tinzu, saying that he doesn't have any punching power, promised to knock him out cold, and then they had to get split up uh, Mm. and the microphones were cut as well because a lot was going on in this face-off.
1: No, it's... it's it's really um, he struck a nerve here, Campo uh, with Zoo, because he's basically talking about. He says he's got no punching power, mm. um, which must 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 be really pissing him off. Because yeah, he actually got. You're right. He showed some real emotion, um, and that, that wasn't that wasn't put on. Um, t- Tim Zoo was not an actor. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it that way, and um, yeah, they had to really pull him apart, and and as you said, turn the microphones off. So it was uh, it was good theatre. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think he's, I don't want that
1: to start punching on. He's, Get into it.
0: He's coming into this one a little bit more fire. Uh, Zoo. I hope this is mm. a positive that this is happening. But it, it, mm. this isn't the first time people have brought up the fact that his dad was stronger than him and all this kind of stuff. Like they love <laughs> they love wheeling it out, but um, you know. Zo did promise to knock out Ocampo uh, yep. like, within the first five rounds, and now Ocampo yep. said that he's going to knock uh, Tim Zoo out. So I feel like maybe this is going to be a very offensive-driven type of fight where there's not going to be playing for points, I feel, which is an exciting fight to kind of watch. Zou
1: might rope a dopey, I reckon, might just just not not go out real hard and well, let the other guy punch himself out, and he'll just pick him off. Well,
0: remember That's he what? had that fight where he was really using the body punches. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens again. You see this guy just start to really wilt under the... Buckle. Yeah, so... (laughs) Love it. Hey, we're going to take a break and then we've got to talk about the Brisbane Lions and the AFL and the NRL as well.
1: At Gradability, we believe that every graduate should have the skills and opportunity
0: to pursue the career of their choice. But sometimes we need help to bridge that gap. And that's where the Gradability Accelerator Plus program or GAP program comes in. The GAP program
1: is designed to supplement your learning with real life experience at one of our almost 12,000 host employers, giving you the vital experience needed to kickstart your professional career. Visit gradability.com.au for more information.
0: This is an interesting story to see uh, Shano in the AFL. Usually, when you see players being stood down or stepping away, it's generally to do with off-field drama or indiscretion. But with the Brisbane Lions, they've got two struggling veterans that have actually basically ruled themselves out of playing because of poor form when they take on uh, when they play Sydney on Friday night. It's not
1: well, yeah. So I think that it's. It bodes well for Brisbane. They've obviously got a very, very strong culture and a very open culture. For um, according to Chris Fagan, the coach, the two senior players, I think it was Jack Gunson and Daniel Rich, came to him and said, "Look, we, we just don't believe we're performing as well as we should be, and we don't don't think we deserve selection." So he's decided that they're going to enter a thing now called an in inverted commas a training block and try and be a circuit breaker um, to get them refreshed. And hopefully they'll come back in the team later in the season. So if that's exactly what happened, I, I think Brisbane's going to be right up there because they've got a very, very good culture. For, for senior players to do that, shows a lot of leadership. Um, it'll give a lot of your younger players a lot more confidence, but also show that the younger players, that if you don't perform, even the senior players, you're not a sure to spot in the team. It's bloody good. Buddy, good team teamwork there, I reckon.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, It's just such a fascinating thing to see because you mm. rarely see a story about senior players just going, yeah, I'm not going to play. I mean, yeah, right. you'd never see that in rugby league, mm. I'll tell you that much. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, one player who didn't rule himself out but injury has robbed him yeah. of another state of origin back-to-back. Sad news for the Blues fans, Latrell Mitchell, who will be missing this must-win at Lang Park here in Brizzy. Oh, oh yeah, coming into the cauldron, baby. But uh, Latrell is out, um, so they have brought in Burton as 18th man. Crichton goes into the centres. Yep, yeah. I was looking at the reactions online um, in the comments section because it just <laughs> it, it just makes me feel really good inside watching Blues people get upset. But also, Campbell Graham. Did Campbell Graham, like, you know, sleep with Fittler's partner to not get a start in this squad?
1: I don't know, mate. It's, it's strange, isn't it, because he's playing pretty well. Um, you, you'd think so, but... With Latrell, mate, like he was our, we're going to struggle at Lang Park, I think. Um, and Latrell was our only chance. He, he's a, he can turn a game on his own. I was hoping he was going to take off that um, rabbitohs jersey. You'd see the Superman sort of emblem <laughs> on his chest, and he'd pull the Blues one over top of it, go and win us a game. But it's not to be the case, mate. Um, he's not going to be playing, which is a
0: bummer. Oh, look, it's a huge loss, sure, but I mean, let's let's be fair. He wasn't there in game one. And you know, you guys had us, and then yep, we pulled off a miracle. So I mean, these people that are going, "Oh no, it's the end of the world." Yeah, it's like, my guys, you you almost won the last one. Yeah, like yep, we did. You know what I mean? It's like this this whole while was me. We're going to get flogged in in uh, Suncorp Stadium. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this was a close game. <laughs> Cleary didn't even play that well in game one. Lui yep. was the better half. He's still in your squad you got Moses who has hit some quarter, some kind of form at the moment. Mm-hmm. You've still got Teddy at the back who's ready to play a good game so long as Collins doesn't go for a high ball over the top of him. Turbo <laughs> seems to be back in form, although he did have a big win before having a pretty bad game for New South Wales last time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Crichton did fine in the centres. He actually played pretty well for you guys in the centres uh, previously. So like, I'm kind of like, I'm a little bit like, you know, Obviously, you want Trell in there. You want the best player in there. But to sit here and be like, this team's going to be the worst. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Well, my,
1: my son, my son Thomas, who's eight, um, he overheard me talking to my dad about state of origin. And dad, dad said to me, he goes, I, I'll literally let you stay up and watch it. So Tom's heard that now. So he, he said, if you're allowed to stay up Dad, when you're eight... Why can't I watch State of Origin? So.
0: What do you mean? You're not I've letting said, him stay up and watch State of no, Origin? No
1: no, 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 he is going to watch it this time. So he's gonna, he's allowed to watch it. So he's pumped yeah, but, up. So hopefully his first experience is a good one.
0: Whoa. Wait, I'm more appalled that he's eight years old and you haven't been letting him stay up and watch State of Origin?
1: Mate, he goes crazy after 7.30. Mate, mate this is why. This is why you guys don't get it.
0: You just don't get it. You know what I mean? You can't find anyone in this great state of Queensland, all right? It's like we're keeping we're keeping newborns up, fresh out. <laughs> fresh out at the hospital, parking them in front of a hotel. If any baby is born... In Queensland after 8 pm on Wednesday night, they're getting parked in front of a TV and watching the Marines play. All right, this is what it's like up here.
1: Well, see, we're big on education down here in New South Wales, and we've seen what it's like when Queenslanders run the fucking country. You know what you guys need to learn? (laughs) You guys need to learn how to win a
0: game. That's what you've got to learn this Wednesday coming up. Oh man, quickly uh, in rugby league, we've got to also mention Ben Hunt. Mm. Look, the rumor that he was going to leave—it's now looking like he's probably going to stay. Uh, he said to media that it's exciting that the club has finally settled on a new coach, but he admits he'll have to speak to Flanagan, of course, before making any calls about his future. I—I oh, I think that he's just kind of deflecting this because he's in Marone's camp, and it's like, why are you asking him this kind of stuff? Yeah, when he's uh, in Marone's camp, I think he's still got—I think he's got one foot out the door. The other story we heard is the Titans have got big money on the table. To bring him up to Queensland yeah. to get him in the Gold Coast. The guy's thirty three years old. He's on his last contract. Yeah. You would think, and he wants to move. Like he's kind of said in the past that he wants to move his family back up to Queensland. Um, it'd be a
1: perfect opportunity for him now. I think. And I think. Th- I think he'll leave, mate. I really do.
0: I think. I think he should. I think it'd be yeah. great too. I think Flanagan will just you know if the opportunity if that does seem to be the case, he's mm. gonna bring in his son to the squad anyway. Okay. So I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean Flanagan's going to come in for with Flanagan. Uh, That that's probably going to be your halves, and the uh, the rebuild continues for your dragon side,
1: mate. Uh, Everlasting rebuild. You guys got a sponsor yet? I don't think so.
0: Oh, jeez. All right, maybe afternoon sport. Maybe, maybe I'll take anything at the moment. We should, yeah. We might as got go to Jersey.
1: No, listen to list our show, but.
0: <laughs> um, we'll finish on a quick spicy one before we go. NBA mm. All-Star Zion Williamson, the number one pick. He's been, to be honest, I reckon he's been a bit of a bust. Um, his big frame okay. and his lack of looking after himself means it's robbed him of playing full seasons for the Pelicans. But this is the best thing. He uh, announced that his partner, uh, he's expecting a baby with his partner, and then all of a sudden, Q, the OnlyFans model, coming out and saying, wait on a minute... What about these text messages from last yeah. week when you were in town and you wanted all of this, and it has been going nuts?
1: Yeah, <laughs> wife pregnant and you've been with a porn star the way before. Cause girls is players too. But <laughs> it starts, uh, mate. I don't know. It's using uh, a bit of froth and bubble there, I reckon.
0: Mate, this is like they teach <laughs> NBA. Like this is a, NBA players come in at like 18, 19 years old. They, they do the one and done. So they're coming in at like 19 years old a lot of the time. Um, so they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Right. Ja Morant, yeah. also yeah. the number two pick in his draft, who arguably was the better pick. He's also in trouble for like, t- floating around with guns on his socials and stuff. But, you know, you're taught. They have veterans come in. And I remember there's used to be these stories about how, you know, uh, Rodman and stuff would finish, <laughs> you know, a, a night with a lady. They would take their condom off tied up and they would make sure, and their managers would make sure that they bring the contract with them yeah. to depart yeah. because there's these kind of there's these ladies out there. Yeah, they would they yeah, would collect it. When you've signed a two hundred million dollar contract, they're gonna want some of that money. Uh it looks yeah. like Zion probably wasn't <laughs> listening to some of that, maybe. <laughs> Getting himself in a little bit of trouble. Also, stop with the texts, guys. Stop with the texts. <laughs> like, do the My ones that idiots. blow up and they disappear immediately. God, what is happening? <laughs> anyway, that'll be a fun anyway. little days of our lives to keep on. Yep. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. So make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Sell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator. We will be back Monday morning leading into State of Origin. See you then. Hi, it's David Pye here, host of the Employability
1: Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to, so if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.